0: Instant Reaction Podcast, Hawkeye nation.com. Andrew Downs with you here on a Saturday afternoon. I, I believe it's Saturday. It's, uh, you know, these holiday weeks have thrown my my game off a little bit here. But, yeah, sa- Saturday afternoon as Iowa uh, gets a, another nice win this week. A 25 win over Rutgers, number 10 Iowa, number 14 Rutgers at the rack, which would have been electric today. Can you imagine – a what that atmosphere, what it would have sounded like, what it would have felt like if the game played out the exact same way with a full uh, Rutgers Athletic Center or whatever the rack stands for. Um, but then you you know you wonder what how things would have been differently. Would the game have been called differently? Would uh, Keegan Murray have not been able to hit those clutch free throws late uh, with a a you know enemy crowd shouting in his face. Things that we'll never be able to answer, but one thing we, we did answer is this Iowa team is tough and doesn't give up and is a very good team because that's a good Rutgers team that I would just beat, uh, a really good Rutgers team who played really well and, and really made Iowa look not great at times and really showed, I thought at times, some, some real... Um, Gaps between the two teams as far as you know defense and at times kind of the, the just energy level uh but in the end Iowa leaned on Luca Garza late in the second half and that tends to work it worked again today uh as I was able to to close it out and free throws were huge uh foul discrepancy was big in this game and Iowa had I think in the double bonus for the last seven minutes and, and made some free throws there Um, just made some big plays late when they needed to and got away with a really, really nice win. And, uh, you have to feel really good about, uh, where this team is at 11 games into the season and a few games into big 10 play. Uh, so Luca Garza, the player of the game. 25 points 6 of 7 from the free throw line which were huge just 4 rebounds and, and really got triple teamed much of the day was was harangued a lot and was really hurt more than anybody I think that, by the Connor McCaffrey injury so Connor McCaffrey goes out Uh, just a few minutes into the game and said this we're told he's not going to return we're told that by Iowa basketball uh he ended up returning to make one big pass and we'll talk about that in a couple of minutes but without Connor McCaffrey and in the I think it was the last game Iowa played um was on the call and yeah I think it was that Northwestern game Tuesday and Jess kept talking about how Connor McCaffrey is the best post feed passer in the country. And that's a big reason why Luca Garza is the best player in the country is because he has Connor McCaffrey, who's not worried about scoring, not worried about putting up numbers, uh, but is worried about getting the ball into the right person's hands. He's got a high basketball IQ. Uh, He is, takes care of the ball. He does all of these little things. And we saw what I was like without him. And at times that's really uh, disjointed offensively at times. That's really, Struggling to get Luca Garza the ball in a good situation. I mean, Garza made some plays in the second half that he shouldn't have had to make, and they're incredible plays, and they're fun to watch, and they'll be replayed forever. And I'm glad I got to see them live. I'll be telling my grandkids about watching Luca Garza play basketball. But he shouldn't have to dribble in from the three point line and make a spin move and an up and under layup. Um, so Connor McCaffrey was was missed certainly by Luca Garza, but Garza turned it on when he had to. And, uh, and even though he was struggled in the first half and, and really the first you know, 10, 12 minutes of the second half, uh, turned it on when he had to and willed his team to a win. Uh, Jordan Bohannon had 13 points, a couple of really big shots, a couple of like signature J-Bo shots, 3 of 5 from three-point line. So really good to see him kind of carry that over from the last game, the Northwestern game, to see him really kind of get that confidence back. And he's not going to be a guy... Hopefully you don't need him to be a guy where he hits six threes in a game, but if he can go three for five like he did tonight, hit a couple of other nice shots, uh, a late shot that was big, five of seven from the field, had four turnovers, that's not great, obviously, but four assists, four rebounds, uh, pretty good game overall for Bohannon. Just the the other starters quickly mentioned Connor McCaffrey out uh, when he came back in to to throw that ball in under the hoop with you know, four seconds left or whatever it was and Iowa needing to get a clean inbounds play it says a lot about Connor McCaffrey that they turned to him after he had been on the bench for you know thirty seven minutes of game time and well over an hour and a half of real time the fact that they have the confidence in him toughness to be willing to come back out and do that they know he's going to get the ball into the hands of somebody he's going to take care of the ball he's not going to take a dumb foul or a dumb three second you know five second call anything like that uh you feel good with the ball in Connor mccaffrey's hands and for him to come back and do that i think that that shows a lot uh, cj frederick played okay uh you know three of nine from the field is, is less than stellar um he just hasn't asserted himself all that much as of late. So it'll be good to see him have a big game where he hits four threes again or something like that. Joe Wieskamp kinda had a rough day. Uh was pretty aggressive early and, and had seven rebounds, so, you know, still making an impact on the game. Um but oh four from three, two of nine from, from the line. Obviously missed a huge one late in the game. So, you know, not a not a bad game from Joe, but not quite what you're hoping to see out of what is your second best player the second best player for iowa today was keegan murray and to say that about a freshman you know playing in his 11th college game in his fourth big 10 game alongside a guy like luca garza is really incredible i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal He had three blocks, three steals, nine rebounds. He was one of two from three point land, and it was a nice shot that he hit. He was four of eight from the field, uh, and maybe most importantly, it was five of five from the free throw line. And just the the energy he plays with. I saw somebody tweet that they don't think he's ever they've ever seen him smile. You know, he makes these big plays. He he gets these and ones. He gets this the biggest rebound of the game by far, and then two clutch free throws. And it's just kind of all business with him. It's it's like he expected to be able to do this, and and what a cool story this is turning out to be for him. Um, we I've talked about this, and he is just he's just continues to make the case that he's the first guy off the bench. He's the guy who uh, what if if you know who knows how hurt Connor is if he's able to come right back. I Me mean, looked okay at the end there, but he didn't have to do much. Um, But when Connor isn't in, we saw that lineup against Northwestern, the four starters and Murray in for Connor, and it looked pretty good. Um, He needs to be the first guy in front of Patrick McCaffrey and really in front of Jack Nunji, who had a good first half and and ended up with a decent line, you know, seven rebounds, three blocks, five points, but struggled in the second half and, and doesn't have kind of the or at least hasn't shown the ability to kind of change the energy of the game that Keegan Murray seems to have. He's got this like it factor, this, you know, it, it feels like a different team when he's on the floor. You can't always say that about Jack Nunji or Patrick McCaffrey yet. Um, you know, Dockett's like to talk about Patrick McCaffrey and the things he sees in him. And I like that. I think it's cool to, to know that, he, you know, other people see big things from him, and, and obviously he's a good player. It's all a little too quick for him still, and, um, you know, his impact in the Big Ten is probably going to be, you know, kind of like what it was tonight, you know, hit one shot, have a couple of rebounds, you know, play a handful of minutes. But Keegan Murray seems like a guy who can really make an impact. Speaking of other impact guys, Aaron Uless and, and Tony Perkins got their first Big Ten minutes tonight today. Uh, Perkins didn't have the impact that, that Uless did. I mean, Eulis came in and it was a different energy. He had four assists and uh, just scored two points on two shots, but really felt different when he was in the game. He's got the, the speed of Toussaint um, and maybe a little more... Um, polished already it's going to be interesting to see you know did he make any sort of case to give him some more minutes uh, as Iowa moves forward I mean to get your first minutes in the first half against the top 15 team on the road in the Big Ten uh, is is pretty remarkable and he he did well the team looked good when he was on the floor they really did um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how that goes as well and then Toussaint uh, he played okay didn't play a ton didn't impact the game a ton that's kind of the, the rundown. Rutgers had five guys, all five starters in double digits, but nobody got to, to the 20-point mark. Young, was 17, was their leader. Ron Harper Jr., who's an Iowa killer, didn't have a great day. Uh, he hit some big shots and some time, at, at times felt like he was going to be the killer. I mean, when I was was down by seven in the second half, it felt like Iowa was going to lose this game. Um but Harper ends up just five of fifteen from the field and zero of three from free throw line line and that Rutgers is terrible at free throws. I mean, airballing them four of twelve, that's such a big difference. Obviously it's a two point game and Iowa made eighteen free throws. Um it's it's remarkable how poor they are at free throw shooting and really at getting to the free throw line. Um and so so that was interesting. Johnson had a big big game for for them and he's a big dude. 13 points and 10 rebounds and at times made Garza look bad when Garza wasn't in there, could kind of take over the game. Um you know Baker, Mathis, Young, they all played well. This is a good Rutgers team. And uh when when I will host them in February, it's expected another good game, although Every game is going to be like this, it, it feels like. And I do want to, again, talk about that in a, a minute here. But quickly, just going through kind of the team stats, the biggest thing that jumps out at you is that free throw discre- discrepancy. Uh, you know, Iowa shot 11 more free throws and made 14 more in a two-point game. Just huge. The rebound, 16 offensive rebounds for Rutgers was such a huge part of this game a big reason their second chance points such a big reason uh, of why they were in control for a good chunk of the second half really um now they had a lot of turnovers no i'm sorry that's that's fouls yeah they had a lot of fouls iowa had more turnovers 15 turnovers for iowa that's too many Iowa was just sloppy today didn't play well for the most part sloppy lazy at times both uh, on the defensive boards and on passes you know a lot of lob passes that got picked off Didn't have a great energy today for the most part. Turned it on late and had Luka Garza kind of save everything as as he is wont to do. And that's why you're a top 10 team and that's why he's the best player in the country. I want to wrap this up with just a quick talk about kind of how I deal with these games. I mean, this this was a roller coaster of emotions in this game and it's it's so interesting to just kind of step out of myself and and see how I'm reacting because what I found is it's not like most of you, I'm sure. It's not a logical thing, it's emotional. And so even if I Know I'm acting ridiculous, or the way I'm thinking is ridiculous. It's still the way I'm thinking, and it's still the way I'm acting. It's a knee-jerky thing. Um, the best I can hope to do is is then analyze it after the fact, rather than uh, try to change it during the game. Because honestly, I don't I don't want to change it. I mean, this is what being a fan is. It's it's riding the highs and the lows of games like this, and and why I'm so happy right now. Why I'm full of adrenaline. Why I'm excited. Why I'm you know this the next. Yeah, this afternoon and evening are going to be great now because I would just won this game, um, where they're one shot away from all of that being the opposite. Me being down, kind of talking like this, just kind of you know looking at things like this way, and uh, being a little worried about how I'm going to feel the rest of the day, and you know being conscious of not being too upset, uh, you know, about a stupid basketball game. And so it's just interesting the the way I was telling my wife like. When Iowa is losing a game, I feel like they're never going to win another game. And then they'll hit two shots and take a lead and I feel like Iowa's never going to lose a game again. <laughs> it's it's this crazy ride that uh, you know, hopefully I'm not the only one who takes as a fan, you know, according to Twitter as I as I follow these games, I'm certainly not the only one. I mean, when Iowa trails uh, and when a team you know really shows some weakness in Iowa, it really starts to feel like, "Oh man, we're being exposed for all these things and how are you ever going to compensate for this? And um, and then, you know, they hit a couple of shots or they win a game like this and it really makes a lot of that stuff go away. It's just a, the, the part of being a fan of these kinds of sports. And this is all a way to say that, you know, gear up, buckle up for this all season long. I mean, I know that every game is going to feel like this to some extent. You can hope for a blowout or two here or there in the Big Ten and probably... brace for a double-digit loss at some point in the Big Ten. Um, But beyond those two, three, four maybe games, every game is going to be a dogfight, and it's going to be back and forth. And even in games where you build a big lead, you're going to give up that big lead. Or even if games where you fall behind quite a bit, you're going to be able to make up that. And at the end, it's going to be these high-pressure clutch situations, these free throws and rebounds and fouls and... You know, number of fouls you've accumulated throughout the game and uh, inbound passes and they're all just going to mean so much. And with a team that has this high of expectations, every loss is going to feel devastating. And most wins are just going to kind of feel pretty good. Like today, we just beat the top 15 team on the road uh, to move to three and one in, in the Big Ten and it's great. I do feel good, but it's not like some we were supposed to win this game and when it was tied at halftime, I thought for sure we could win, like we should win this game. It was a winnable game. Um and so, it's, there's just so much pressure on all of this right now. So, I, I hope you're all kind of taking this in stride with me or attempting to at least uh because it's going to be a really fun season, but there are times where games like this just aren't fun fun is not the word you describe it you can look back and say yes that was fun and i'm glad it happened or whatever the case may be but uh there were moments this afternoon where um i did not feel good about that game or you know then it it extrapolates to about this team and the program and it all starts to snowball and then yeah Jaybo comes down and hits a 35 footer and everything feels good again um Follow our coverage at hawkeye nation.com. Uh John Bonacamp, Rick Brown, Rob will have a bunch of this stuff covered. Uh, we have a cool thing with Lucy Rodine and, and everything she does for us. I do podcasts, so does Joe Hugan. Uh, he and I will get together here at some point fairly quickly and do kind of a, a post-mortem on the football season and, and look ahead to next season. Uh, as a lot of news has come out about you know guys leaving guys staying all of that kind of stuff and just kind of where this season ranks or where you know how we feel about this season as a whole he and I will get together and do that here relatively soon and then I'll be back with another instant reaction podcast Thursday night after the game at Maryland uh, so the the schedule this week Thursday at Maryland Sunday at home a revenge game against Minnesota. Every every game is going to be big. Every game is going to feel big, and uh, it's exciting. It's fun to be a part of this. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go Hawks!